Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? That's right. We're going to be talking some shit on a Tuesday. That's right. August 22nd, 2023. We're going to be talking some shit about budget fuel systems and the fuel pump you use to power your vehicle. I cannot believe that we are in the 10th, actually 12th year of the Coyote. The Coyote was introduced in 2011, actually late 20. 2010 because when you think about it we're in 2023 and they're now putting 24 mustangs on the dyno and barely making more horsepower than an 18 to 23 which is hilarious to me and we are still having to yield these kind of questions that i thought were long gone i thought they were dead and answered like i'm sure there are questions on the ls side that is law or or, or facts about the ls not so much lt lt is kind of newer so i'm sure people are still learning some stuff but on the ls side been there cooked every single way sauteed baked fried there's no other way to cook that motherfucker and everything has been done and verified i thought we were there with coyote but to this day that's right to this day i mean not not yesterday to (laughs) where is it oh my god i can't find it to this, day. to this day, to this day, to this day, to this day, people are still putting budget return style fuel systems on Coyote high end builds. I'm talking about, I think when you're over 900 horsepower, now you're in that level. And I'm talking wheel, guys. I'm talking like 900 wheel is really bad. This bad boy stuff. You're making more horsepower than all Lambos and most Ferraris at the wheel. So you are now in a, a zone where you should really know your shit. You should really know your Coyote stuff. You should really understand what needs to happen, especially if you're being tuned by Lund. People are out there still running 274, 260 whatever pumps on 1,000 plus horsepower builds and wondering why their car is running out of fuel. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about GT, dyno numbers. We'll talk about... The UAW going on strike. That's right. The UAW is going to go on strike this week or next week. And that's going to... The economy all around Michigan will die quickly, especially when you're in the middle of what the industry deems to be a once-in-a-generation or two-generation turnover in propulsion. That's right, guys. They're completely reconfiguring their assembly lines to go from gas to electric in my opinion, to their detriment. But before we do any of all that, let's have Mr. Bill O'Reilly say hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. That's right. Fucking thing sucks. That's right, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. You always know that it sucks. It always sucks. So let's say hi to the people here and the people that make it all possible for the disco ball to keep on turning. Notice that disco ball has not stopped turning. Rami Zaidan! Two out of solutions. Rami Zaidan, two out of solutions. Puerto Rico, Boricua, comiendo arroz con pollo. Pelnim, gandule. Two out of solution. Race Motive's got a race coming up. Watch really pretty cars go down the track. Race Motive. DNA Hat Performance. If you want to buy any parts, DNA Hat Performance is the online parts house of the program. DNA Hat Performance.com. And he'll punch you in the face. Parts.com. If you guys saw the GT500 video of me driving a faceplate at T56 around the block, well, you saw that they hooked the brother up with the center console. Badass shit. The Parts Farm. 
Kong, Kong Performance, KongPerformance.com, Kong Performance out there again. The Ram Air, cold air intake. I'm never going to test it because it's hot as hell. We'll see what happens. Ultimate Head, UltimateHeader.com, Ultimate Head on Instagram, PMAS, Nick James PMAS. Going to send me up DD149. And Calumer Transmission, CalumerTransmission.com. Calumer is looking to get into turbo stuff. Calumer Transmission was the guy who built my T56, if anybody wants to know. For all of you that were curious, thank you very much for making the GT500 video a hit. Got a decent amount of people watching it, so I love you guys for that. 2000 MCR, D-Rock Fox, Maki Mock, Big Rick, Maki Mock, Abdullah, Kylan, I'm Hung, Great, Diego Pito, Tony Dominguez, Brian Harper, Coca, Slow 99, Great Mustang, Pacho, Garf 20, <laughs> Garf 20, Garf F2O, Nitrogen Bias Fly, Pacho, Yee, Abdullah, Abdullah, Al, oh, Habasi, come on, Abdullah, Habasi. Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, Alex, you gotta, you gotta get back into it. Yeah, coming at you. Back to come, Brian Harper, Garf. Grounding by Gattable Liquor, Sam Taroviate Racing is in the house. That's all I can play before the WWE sues me. Chase, SK Jeff, EZR, Brian 03 Cobra, Booty Warrior, SK Jeff, Monty 540, Bryson Witt twice, and Robo Style, Travis High Rise, Carters, Gallo Bravo, AJ Ray, Andy, Sam, Renee, Dustin, Joe Jr., Bryson Witt again. It's oh man, Rich 50, Rich Weed, and 64 Falcon, Renee, Bryce, HCFU Grad, you stupid shit, says hello, hello, Jamie Decker, Fuel System Owners, Renee, HCFU Grad, Mendoza's Seagal Performance, Carters TV, Renee, Bryson again, Javi, Potential, uh, Elver, Gregory, Anthony, Potential again, Mendoza's one of one, Killa is in the house, High Rise, B. Lavesh, Garrett Smith, Kona Blue, Jeff Betts, Damon, Nat Jew, Modelist, Nate, Evan Smith in the house, Mexico Racing League, Mesto, Puro Pinche, 956, A La Verga, where is Puro Pinche, oh, I don't have it. I think that's it. I got put up in 956 a la verga. Cuz. How can I not have put up in 956? Cuz. Okay. So if you're going to make a thousand horsepower, you get a four innovations fuel system, at least 285 pumps. Let's go to four innovations site. And this is the most shocking thing of all that people don't know what pump to get. Now, I'm one of those guys that if I'm going to make a 1,000 horsepower, I want all the shit. I want all the sauce. I want the best. So right here, primary fuel pump. The one at the bottom that's the most expensive is a 285. Forget the liters per hour. Forget that shit. Throw that shit out the window. 285. 285. That's the one to get. If you're going to make over eight or 900 horsepower, and you're going to get a return style fuel system. 285 pumps is what you need. Two 285s minimum. If you're going to do three, you do three 285s. But Alex, it's more expensive. They're $40 more than the 267. 40 I thought you are balling. I thought you got Bellax. Huh? Or are you rolling on VMSs? Like, are you rolling on V? Are you, are you going full budget? Are you going on three? Are you going return style fuel system that looks like it, it was put together at the Home Depot wiring section? The electrical section? Home Depot electrical section? <laughs> Could you imagine building? A, you said it's a build and most of it was built at Home Depot? Stop it. So again, 285 pumps is what you need to get. I don't know why you guys opt for anything else. Why would you opt for anything else? And it has to be for innovations. Period. But Alex, why would I spend that kind of money when I could make the same power for less? That 
thought process has burned up more motors, more relays, has broken so many axles, has broken suspension parts, stuffed tires into the quarter panel as suspension adjustments. That thought process is the reason you quit Mustangs and moved to a different platform. That's right. You came over to a platform because you saw everybody, Mexico Racing League, you saw uh, Evan Smith, you saw all these guys getting after it, us and all of our customers getting after it and running a number. And then you're like, well, I want to get in that game. So you bought an S550. And you go, okay, let me get a fuel system. 2200 bucks. Wait a minute. <laughs> that seems a little high. I'm sure I can, I can make do without that. Let me see... If there's a cheaper option. Oh, there it is. A, re- a budget return style fuel system. I'm sure it's exactly the same. It has a bundle of wires, a bunch of relays, no instructions. But the hat looks the same. Let's just go ahead and get that. Gets that, puts it in. Does this first log for this, uh, this tuner. Tuner goes, fuel system's lean. It's running out of fuel. Wait, what? Yeah, fuel system's running out of fuel. You're probably down to pump. What fuel system is this? Return style fuel system. Is it from Foreign Evasions? No, it's, uh, it's from somewhere else. Okay, so check if your relays are burned up. Sure enough, check under your seat. It smells like shit. It smells like burned wire because you wired it like shit because there isn't nice, cute looking, easy plug and play stuff that you can just put in and be done with it. You thought, I'm going to go budget. So I'm going to have budget problems. Imagine you go budget on everything. And then you say, this platform sucks. Imagine I went budget on the ZR1. And then said, ZR1s are junk. Meanwhile, all of them are in the 4s, 60 to 130, when they're built with the right parts. Same thing with S550, guys. Same exact thing with the S550. If you're going to get into this S550, you better get ready to spend some money. Fuel system, 2500 bucks. Axles, probably 1800 bucks. A motor, honestly, stock motor. And if you want to build the motor, you get yourself an illuminator. Don't even bother. Don't even bother with anyone else unless you're looking to make 1600 plus horsepower. Stock motor blows up. Get another stock motor. Because trust me, my, 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 my threshold for like Coyote engine builders is like done. I'm going to go, okay, we're going to go ahead and uh, get myself an illuminator, put that sucker in, and it just works. Unless you're looking to make <clears throat> big boy horsepower, then you call the, you know, the, the Keith Rays, the FFREs, and, and whatever. But a lot of you guys, you're not in the game. Okay, you're, you're living in that 1,000 to 1,100, and an illuminator can do that all day, every day. So I don't know why you would, why you would opt for anything special. Then you do crazy shit. You, you, you do stuff that's out of the ordinary. You go, well, I don't want to get fancy. I want to get GT350 heads, <laughs> stock Mustang cams, can't do that, Gen 3 bottom end, you guys start going crazy, but anyway, back to the budget mindset, the budget mindset needs to stop, now a lot of people are saying, well, wait a minute Alex, when it comes to the fuel system, how is the computer going to know if you have a 274, a 265, or a 285, you could have a locomotive next to you, powering the fuel system, the computer won't know. You could have a freaking owning diesel, uh, owning diesel generator, you know, powering the fuel system. You can have an industrial size pump powering the fuel system on a Mustang. The computer won't know. You know what the computer wants to know? 
base fuel pressure and the injector. What's your base fuel pressure? Uh, 55 PSI static, 45 PSI with a boost reference, and I have 1050Xs. That's it. The triggering is done by you. And nine times out of 10, when I see a certain code pop up, I know what kind of shop I'm dealing with. If you have a circuit open for the fuel pump, I already know the shop don't know how to trigger the fuel system on a Coyote. Like, okay, I'm dealing with a shop that cuts wires. That's right. I'm dealing with a shop that cuts wires, triggers it key on, and goes, fuck it. I'm going to leave these at the FPDM just dangling there doing nothing. Hey, Tuner, I installed the fuel system. Can you shut off the codes? What codes? Why would you have codes and you install a fuel system? Well, it's a return to our fuel system. How are you triggering it? Oh, I just cut all the wires. I just, I, just, I, just, I just took a hacksaw, went over all the FPDM wires, threw them in the trash. Ah, so you don't know how to trigger a fuel system. So now I know who I'm dealing with. So the thought process of being cheap, it's only going to get you a cheap build. And I've seen a lot of people get in the Coyote platform, do the cheap, cheap thought mindset route, then ditch the platform after they've blown up the motor, got tuned by somebody else, and they listened to all the wrong people. They latched onto a parts house. The parts house sold them all budget shit. And all of a sudden, now you're salty on the platform. And then you hear from a completely different person that took a, a, different, um, a different route to achieve their goals. And they said, I had no issue. I had bought four innovations. I bought an illuminator. I bought a PBH6R8 and I bought a four innovations fuel system. And I've been running eights for three years. So we have seen a lot of that lately where the thought process is still cheap, 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 cheap. And all you're going to end up with is with a cheap build. UAW stuff. That's going to be interesting. We can talk about that. How the UAW going on strike potentially this week can affect the economy around uh, all of Michigan. That can be a big, big deal. So we can talk about that. We can talk about the Georgia cop that caught a F-150 in the middle of a slideshow. And he, and he textbooked, pit maneuvered him, got out the car, put the blick in his face, yanked him out of the truck, and the dude was jacked. I love that shit. So, have you ever met somebody that bought a Mustang, went the cheap route, then was severely disappointed the car didn't run well, said Mustangs are junk, and moved on to a Camaro, moved on to a 370, moved on to a BMW. That's right, you BMW guys. You guys just want a tune, downpipe, and bada bing, you're good. Until you want to go faster. Then you got to start tearing into the car and actually running 85% ethanol because your E50 beakers got all worn out from you measuring the fuel at the gas pump. Wouldn't you want a smaller primary pump? No, stop! How can I teach these... <laughs> Chris, what's fuel temperature with a 285 versus a 265? Go. Go. What is fuel temperature difference, delta, between a 265 and a 285? Go. Oh, you don't know? See, the, this is the thought process that gets people in trouble. And for innovations, and I love them. They're out there telling people, you shouldn't run two pumps at the same time. It's going to cause heat and premature wear. My red car, three years on two 274s, running hot, 
constantly, not running hot temperature-wise, meaning running constant. Two, 274s, running constant, no issue. The Fairmont, two 285s running constant for a year, no issue. The black car, two 275, 274s because 285s didn't exist, running constant, no issue. The GT500, I think it currently has 285s, two hot, one on a Hobbs, no issue. Stop it. Stop overthinking shit. It's circulating. It's all good. Hot. It's gonna run hot all of a sudden. Okay. I have driven I have driven my red car when it was boosted. From here, Bradenton ran it on True Street and back. That's like 350 miles. Then True Street, then the runs, then 350 miles back. No issue. Never had an issue. So I don't know where you're getting that you want a smaller primary pump and then a hot second pump. Get two pumps that are hot all the time. Two 285s. Matter of fact, 274s and 267s shouldn't even be on their site. 274s and 267s should be removed from their site. Because then you're going to pick that as an option to save a little money. And then all of a sudden when you're at 1,000 horsepower and you're out of fuel system, what should I do? Oh, sure. Well, I don't know. How about get more pump? Oh, but but this is good. And oh my God, this is my favorite. But this system is good for 1,500 horsepower. Do you know what the Grey Goose runs? Three 285s. Makes like 1,600 wheel horsepower or more. Stop it. Everyone with Mustangs always do budget parts. Meanwhile, there is nothing budget when it comes to Hellcats when you really have to pay to play. I I mean, I wish we had that kind of customer that understood or I I wish wish we had that kind of mindset when it comes to customers. Spend the money. Spend the money. Like when customers say, I spared no expense. And then in the fuel system section, it says budget anything or anything not for. I just don't listen to them. Good enough performance. Joe, good enough in the house. What's up, brother? Two pumps, then one splat. Exactly. Run two pumps hot if you're making over 1,000 and the third on a hops. That's what the GT500 has. I think it has two 285s. And when I when it hits five pounds of boost, meaning anytime it's in boost, the third pump kicks on. How do you feel about the division? Stop. 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 I said I have said on this channel four innovations for I don't know five years. When have you ever heard me call any name out by its brand ever and said one way or the other about it? Four innovations. Period. If you're building a car and you're going to buy a fuel system, you get a four innovations fuel system. If you want to do anything else, buy con deals. It ain't my shit. It ain't my shit. <clears throat> Um, what are the benefits of mining the fuel regulator after the rails as opposed to before? None. None. You can you can regulate it after the rails or before. Now, this is where I'm going to depart from most people. I prefer a deadhead system. And I see guys, you know, oh my God, what do you mean? Oh. I prefer having the fuel rails completely pressurized and have it return at the regulator. Line to regulator, feed rails, 
returns at the regulator at the bottom port back to the tank. Why? Because it's not regulating all over the motor, in and out, constantly getting hot. Right? If you're circulating fuel constantly through the through the regu- through through the rails, and then you regulate it after the rails. Now it is going through the motor on top of the motor and just having a heat source. When you're returning at the regulator, it deadheads at the regulator. Now, some people will say, well, you know, up to a certain power. Yeah, I understand that. If you want equal pressure across all the injectors, above the injectors, sure. But let's say up to 1,000 horsepower, which is 99.9% of you, I deadhead that shit. I deadhead the shit out of that. Tesla came out to Ford to look for the charging station. Had to tell them it didn't sell enough for the sale. Whatever. Um, have you said anything about the 2024 Mustang GT downer number? Sorry if you said something already. Just showed up here. No, I haven't. Look, is anybody impressed with the dyno numbers of the of the 24 GT, um, GT? Raise your hand if you're impressed with less than 400 pound feet of torque and just over 410 or 12 horsepower through a 6R. Oh, sorry, 10R. Sorry. I, you know, I, so you're telling me the dark horse is going to make 440 rear wheel horsepower when my stock 19, uh, 2019 made 420 bone stock, son, and 440 tuned. You're telling me that the dark horse is going to have 10 more horsepower than my stock ass through catalytic converters tuned 2019 GT. There's nothing impressive about that. And the people that thought that you're going to have two throttle bodies, two cold airs, and a massive improvement, well, how the fuck does that taste? How does it taste to, to have two throttle bodies and two cold airs make no measurable difference in performance than 2018 to 2023. Like, some people are actually going to attempt to put this dual throttle body stupidity on a previous generation Mustang and ask a tuner if they can tune it. What's there to tune? Bendejo? Two throttle bodies? Wire it up. Two cold airs? Split the math signal. The tuner's going to go, what throttle body's in it? What cold air's in it? I don't care what... JLT, good luck, because part to part, they vary about 10% on their own. So, if you want to go ahead and put two throttle bodies on a car that is proven to not show a measurable difference, go ahead, vaya con Dios, stupid. I'd rather just put a GT350 throttle body, GT350 manifold, GT350 cold air, Ford OEM parts, and I bet you it'll make more power or similar power than two throttle bodies, two cold airs, and a dual throttle body manifold. Stupid. Alex, in her boosted tunes, does Lund have some sort of protection when you hit the rev limiter? Yeah, the rev limiter. What protection would we have? That is the rev limiter. What? what, what? Some sort of protection when you hit the rev limiter. The rev limiter is the protection. What What else beyond, like, what are you thinking we, we're going to have above and beyond that? We have a spark cut, but the spark cut sounds like a rev limiter. We urge you not to hit the spark cut. We're not big fans of you hitting the spark cut. Don't hit the limiter. 
They should have the Dark Horse next week on the Dino. That'll be interesting. They looked they look they really fooled people with that second intake. I love it. I love people that think, okay, look at the intake, let's say from the throttle body forward. Okay, imagine there is no throttle body. Right? Just look at the back of the intake. How much different does it look? Are the runners longer? Shorter? Bigger? Deeper? Is the manifold like exotic looking? No. It looks pretty much the same as an 18 manifold, except it has two throttle bodies in the front. So tell me, where's the restriction going to be? Do you think a naturally aspirated car is going to suck in more air when the manifold looks the same if it has seven throttle bodies in the front? Why don't you put seven throttle bodies in the front and seven cold airs? Eventually, you're going to find out that there's an efficiency that the motor just says, I can't suck in enough air. This is it. Like, this is it unless you force it in there. Hence, that's why boost exists. Like, I'm blown away that people have stock cams, stock heads, stock bottom end, and keep playing the manifold game and go, well, let me get a 350 in there. And it makes like three more horsepower. Let me get an 18 in there. And it makes like two more torque. And then they put a GT intake in there and they see it makes a lot more torque, but a lot less horsepower. And they're confused by that. And I'm like, you're, you're negating the thing at the bottom that is actually responsible for flow. The cylinder heads, the cam, everything at the bottom matter, matters more than the stuff at the top. I love it. Lunch should uh, make my rod, wait, lunch should make my rod come out of my block when I hit the limiter, right? Does rev limiter have a rev limiter, right? Mendoza, I forget it. They got to remove the carbon trap. Look, we've all told you that those were, in our opinion, emissions items. A lot of people laughed at me when I said, look, why would a manufacturer install two throttle bodies, two cold air intakes on a car when the GT350 made 526 horsepower at the flywheel with one cold air and one throttle body? How did it do that? How, is that possible? And what would a GT350, I'm sorry, a GT350 with a CJ manifold do? Not a lot of people do that. But if you really open that sucker up, I think it'll make a little bit more power because the 350 heads and cams flow really well. Coupled with the 350, uh, the CJ manifold, I think it'll really shine. But people forget that where the, where, where the, where the magic happens is at the motor, not at the intake. It's so stupid. Um, thank you, Manuel, for the money. I appreciate you very much. 2024 650 downloads similarly to a 2018, right? The S650 dynos the same as an S550. Now what? Now what? What do you do with that information? Remember the Heaven's Gate people? So there was a people that, a, a, like a cult, like a church group, that said that on this day, the earth was going to end. And they had like like quarters in their pocket because I guess in space they take U.S. currency. I don't know. They had like $5 in quarters in their pocket. And they said, we're ready. We are ready. So when the end of the world never came, I think a lot of them just off themselves and drank the Kool-Aid. How many 2024 nut huggers, influencers, people that were talking all this bullshit, talking out the side of their neck that the 24 Mustang with two intakes and two throttle bodies is going to be revolutionary, and then they stick it on the dyno, 
and it does, do, do I have, do I have failure horns? Let me see. Now this is trumpet. Do I have failure horns? I don't think I have failure horns, do I? I do. There it is. Actually, exclusive, this is the exclusive dino pull of the 2024 Mustang. Oh no, we suck again. So, for those people that were out there waiting for some kind of revolutionary numbers, when all of us have been telling you it's a 5 liter, unless they drastically messed with the cams, unless they drastically messed with the cylinder heads, unless they opened up the displacement, it's going to make the same power, guys. And here we are, making the same power as 2018 to 2023. Now, yeah, got two tablets on the dash, cool. Got uh, weird, you know, designs, which I, if you like the design, cool. I think you should go for that if you like the updated design. But if you want to get a tuned Mustang today, 18 to 23 is where it's at. Actually, 15 to 17 it's where it's at, in my opinion. 18 to 23 for Gen 3, there is no, there's no improvement, in my opinion. But dude, it's got two air boxes, way better, more horsepower than stock. I love the people that say some of the most um, retarded shit, and they're like, wait until the twin turbo setups hit that. Do you know... <laughs> Bet me, single throttle body swaps are going to be more popular on 24 Mustangs than dual throttle body swaps are going to be on 18 to 23 Mustangs. <laughs> Bet me. Hey, I want to I want to stick a Pro Charger in this thing. Put an 18 manifold on there. But wait, wait no, you don't get it. It's a 24. I got two throttle bodies. I got two cold airs. So you're going to have to make it work with the, the stock stuff. No. You're going to stick an AT manifold in there. And you're going to stick a single throttle body in there. And you're going to shut the fuck up. Because it's just complicating shit for no power gain. Spend $60,000 to get whooped by a Gen 2. Gen 2 is the go. Idiots falling for marketing gimmicks as per usual. Deal. Matt Class says, currently FIC 1000s. Do you prefer those or the 1050X? And if you were to say, fuck it, what would you be your preferable injector to go to the next level above those? Whipple 3.0 Gen 2 Caddy 4 system. Very difficult to argue against the ID1300X. The ID1300X is the triathlete of injectors. Killer drivability and tuning on pump gas. Killer drivability and tuning on E85. Killer startup. Great data. And you can make up to 1,100 horsepower with that injector. No problem. Uh, slightly under. I have a Pro Charger guy right now that's making 1150 over Cody. One of, one, one of our uh, dealers, Cody, with a Pro Charger car making 1150 and he ran out of injectors. So let's say up to, with a supercharge application, Toby might, might get away with a little more because it's not taxing the fuel system that much. I mean, it's similar, but the... The, the belt, you know, yanking the charger, it takes away about 80 or 100 horse. So um, I think you can get away with about 1,000 to 1,100 in a manual. On an auto, about 1,100, and you're done. Then after that, you got to go with 1,700 or 1,650. FIC 1440 is fine, but in terms of data, it's really tough to beat injector dynamics. Thoughts when adding a third 285, running it on the Hobbs versus running it all the time? Yes, Jim Hogg, because you're not at 1,300 wheel at idle and part throttle. Run the third pump. On a hob switch, there is no need to run three 285s hot all the time. That doesn't make any sense. 
Did Ford change the manifold bowl pattern to make this swap difficult? Chris, stop it. It's the same bowl pattern. And I think single throttle body swaps are going to be more popular than dual throttle body swaps on previous generations. But it's the same bowl pattern. The Facebook guys are already posting how to make a 24 intake fit on a Gen 1, 2, 3, which is so stupid. This is how you do it. You put it on, you figure out a harness. JMS, figure out a harness that splits the signal from throttle body to throttle body and have some stupid dumb son of a bitch devise a way of making the MAF signal split so that the tuner sees one MAF curve, which it won't. It's going to jack shit up, especially if you have two JLTs because they tune different. They tune about 5% different, so you're going to have a, a weird variable. And then you're going to say, um, hey, guys, um, I went to the dyno. You know how many motherfuckers are going to look like this? This is, this is going to be the universal picture of the person that calls Lund Racing to wonder why the car isn't making any more horsepower than stock. This meme is going to make such a comeback because people are going to go, um, wait a minute, I don't understand. I spent $700 on cold air, $800 on two ported throttle bodies, uh, 800 on a 24 Mustang cold air, about 1100 in wiring to make it all work, only to make 2.5 horsepower more than I made on an 18 manifold with a single PMAS and a fender well. Everybody's going to be calling Lund because it's Lund's fault. And then people that hate Lund are going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lund doesn't know how to tune the twin throttle body intake. Like, that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear the, the same old tired-ass story. Lund doesn't know how to tune the twin. It's special cam timing. I love that. Tuners, like, use that cam timing. Um, cam timing. You Wait, did, did Lund swing the cams for the extra throttle body? Fucking clown. Alex, do you recommend any supporting mods for an NACJ cams build? I remember you saying OPGs aren't necessary in, in an old live, but I was wondering anything else was worth considering. Old pump gears are not going to make power. Old pump gears are going to potentially save you from you slamming the limiter like a fucking idiot. A lot of you guys want to live in the 8,000 RPM range with stock cams. My favorite is when people buy a CJ, put it on a dyno, and then it flattens out. And they go, yeah, hey, fix this. I go, the, the air, the, the engine can't pump in any more air. Do you understand? No, no, you don't get it, Alex. Make it pump in more air. Oh, let me just add the cubic inches value file. Attached. Now, it went from a 302 to a 306. Really? No, stupid son of a bitch. Well, you got to swing the cams. They're already at optimal performance range. This is where we've tested 10,000 angles at watt. This is where it performs the best. You want me to add cubic inches or add duration on the cam somehow stupid i guarantee most na guys that are listening to this show right now don't even understand what i'm saying wait wait it flattens out so make it make more power by just adding timing or swinging the cams different oh got it um seven for five piston guy you can run dual intake arix is gen 2 fuel pump a good upgrade for a gen 1 or, or do a gen 2 pump has 3h fitting coming out of the hat i think the gen 2 pump is a little better than the gen 1 but i have not no one has done a test you understand like no one has like tested that theory like well let me see how much power i can make on a gen 1 pump and then with a gen 2 just put a fuel system in it jesus christ 
AJ, thank you for becoming a member. Again, guys, the best way to support the program by far is to become a member. Okay, I have almost 700 members. 700 members at about five bucks. Hey, that's a nice little uh, monthly income to be able to bring you as much stuff as possible. Now, let's talk about the uh, GT500 that I drove yesterday. My GT500, I put a video out there. Um, the the faceplate T56, I got a lot of good tips from people saying that I should double clutch, believe it or not. Double clutch upshifts, yes, prevents the clunking from going into place. Most people that watch the video don't know what faceplating is. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to explain it. Go on YouTube. Google that shit. And that there's so many videos explaining what, you know, a synchronizer versus like a faceplated situation and how they interact with each other and the benefits and downfalls of each. I, I'm not going to sit here and explain what it is. But if you don't know what a faceplated transmission is and you made fun of the fact of how that car sounded in the video, you look really stupid. Love you. I've had people to tell me I need to rev my car to 8,400 RPMs. Correct. There are NA guys in Arizona specifically. They go, oh, lunch should just rev your car to 9,600. My tuner does. And on the dyno, it's flat. Like it does nothing. It's flat. And then when it shifts, it's in the flat zone. And peak torque is gone. Like gone. What pushes you forward is the torque. So when it's gone and your RPM is flat in that power curve and you extend it, all you're doing is extending the flatness. You're not making more horsepower, but people think because it revs more, it should go faster. Alex, I got a CJ. Time to shift it to 8200. Really? What cams do you have? Stock. 7500 it is. No, but you don't get it. I got a CJ. Cool story. It doesn't make any more horsepower after 7500 RPMs. I don't care what the fuck your dyno says. Do you guys run a timing retard when it hits a limiter? <laughs> what do you mean? There is a spark cut on manual cars that we institute. That should make it easier to shift if you happen to hit a limiter. So you'll see spark go down a little bit, but that's for you to get it into gear easier. No different than like what a watt box would do. Unload the engine by hitting a limiter or a spark cut. And it all of a sudden goes into gear is easier. But if you hit like a limiter limiter, you're just slamming the limiter and it's not seeing any less timing. It's just slamming a limiter. Hit the air button, man. Vengeance Clutch gets my vote. Okay, uh, the 24 Mustang is just a Gen 3 with a different intake manifold. The only vehicle that received the revised engine was the FM50 with an actual Gen 4 Kaidi. Okay, the Dark Horse does have slightly better cylinder head. Um, supposedly. And better rods and pistons. We were looking it up today, and I'll, I'm going to find it for you. Um, I'm going to try to find the, the part where we talked about... We talked on the, on the group chat today for a little bit. And we looked up what the difference is in the engine. And it's nothing like spectacular. It's actually pretty normal shit. Uh, let me see. Let me find it. Find it. Find it. No. Oh, man. We talked a lot today. Holy shit. We talked way too much shit. Fuel system. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Uh. Oh, boy. We talked a lot of shit. Actually, you know what's funny? How much horsepower do you guys think a bone stock Gen 3 2018 manual Mustang? I'm saying bone stock, nothing done to it. The one Lund Racing hot on their channel, the orange one. 
How much power do you think those things made bone stock? To the wheel. Stock tune. Pump gas. How much power do you think a Gen 3 2018 manual Mustang made on a dyno? Because you guys saw some crazy numbers that VMP put out that was like 500 wheel. Those were absolutely false. Those of you that think that a Gen 3 Mustang makes 500 wheel with E85 and a JLT intake, you are smoking so much fucking crack. Oh, you put headers in it and E85 and it makes 70 more horsepower? Stop it. The ones that said 425 or 430, you're right on the money. I will show you a email right now of a dynograph. Just a dynograph on the Lund Racing Gen uh, 3. Here we go. Um, yep, here we go. Here we go. Lund Racing Gen 3, 430, 424, 429. Oh, shit. Let me get the sponsors out of the way. Sorry. 430, 424, 429. This is when it was absolutely bone stock. So that tells me the 24 Mustang has to make 450 for me to be impressed to the wheel. 450. For me to be impressed, bone stock with the 24 Mustang, it has to make 450 wheel. Now, an automatic one made like 420. That tells me that the manual is going to make like 430. Depending on, you know, conditions. And I guess it'll make more power the more you drive it. But at the end of the day, if they're rated at 480 to, to, the, to the flywheel, I'm not really expecting it to make 450 wheel. Now, if it makes 450 wheel, promising. Absolutely. That's good. That's a good thing. But I don't think so. And if it does, cool. Hey, look, it's only going to benefit you guys. But I can't... If the Dark Horse is 500 flywheel... They must be lying to you if it makes like 470. If it's 470 to the rear wheel, that's like 520 flat wheel. I remember that video, 430 stock, 441 tune, 451 with the JLT, 464 adding E85. Um, yeah, exactly. And even Turviate actually questioned, questioned that. He goes, how can um, Gloria, who's Gloria? Jesus Christ. He says, yeah, that's one thing I never understood. I don't know how in full bolt on E85 Gen 3 made 500 wheel horsepower. Real simple. It didn't. It didn't. I don't care what the dyno said. I don't care what the dyno said. The trap speed told me it made about 460 wheel. I don't care what the dyno says. You guys look at the dyno and you go 500 wheel. So then you think that's the measuring stick. So a lot of Gen 3 guys went to the dyno with the same mods VMP did and go, why didn't my tune make the same number that VMP did? I go, you have the tune from VMP. This is the same tune. No, no, no. You guys must be holding back. You guys must not be giving us the sauce. Bro, you're getting 30 degrees of timing. We've already proven that anything above 27, you have diminishing gains. People don't want to hear it. People get mad, physically like pissed off that their car didn't make what VMP's car made. Stop it. I, said, I stopped playing that game a long time ago. I said, take it to the track and have some fun. Hey, Alex, I have a simple E85 ported Manning Gen 3. Will stock box be fine or is it worth getting a PMAS intake? I think because it's ported, you can benefit from a PMAS intake for sure. Stopping in and leave a like and I'll cast a replay tomorrow. Thank you, Blake. Alex did the 30% correction factory thingy. That's the other thing. Um, you guys don't understand how dynos work. Dynos have 
a temperature probe and a and a bare a, a barometer basically a barometric pressure probe so if you test the car in really hot conditions it'll actually show a higher number if the probe is measuring a hundred degrees and let's say the air temp let's say this okay let, 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 let's do a test let's say it's 75 degrees outside and you have a thousand horsepower car on the dyno and you go watt and it makes a thousand horsepower the barometric pressure or the bear the barometer whatever the <clears throat> the temp probe shows 75 degrees outside cool same car put a heat gun to it put a heat gun to the probe get the temperature up to about 100 degrees you know really far away get it about 100 degrees do the same pull that car is going to be up 20 30 horsepower it's just how it is that's how you can cheat the test on these things on dyno jets because a lot of people say you can't fool dyno jets because on a mustang dyno you go to the parasitic multiplier that's right guys if you have a mustang dyno excuse me you go to the parasitic multiplier and you can add whatever the fuck horsepower you want 1.1, 10%, 1.2, 20%, 1.3 correction factor. Whoa, 520 wheel for my tune. Lun sucks. <clears throat> um, Alex, did you say the dark horse could have different rods and pistons? Let me find it. Hold on. Let me find it. Hold on, guys. We talked about it today. Okay. <clears throat> So the dark horse, okay, let's let's here here is the press release. It received a uniquely balanced crankshaft and forged piston. Connecting rods and connecting rods. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it received a uniquely balanced crankshaft and forged piston connecting rods to handle the higher cylinder pressures, piston speeds present in the most powerful non-Shelby Mustang ever. You also get strengthened camshafts and a 7500 RPM redline. However, if you upgrade the active valve performance exhaust system, you can expect an extra six horsepower and three pound feet of torque. So it has a slightly higher red line than a regular Coyote. It has better rods and maybe strengthened cams, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what strengthened cams is. So maybe it has a better cam, who knows. My PMS gets you Thursday. Just need a Haram sticker. Trivia out the racing. Even with no cams, you can handle higher or whatever. My friend has a AMR LGBTQ tune and says Lund sucked even though he blew up his motor. M-O-A-F-U-C-C-O-K. That's normal. The ACMR group and all those guys has been bought out. And that group is just a bunch of salty ass ex-Lund people. That's all it is. So, they'll swear their tune is better and never actually show any gains. I've heard people that say that this guy's tune's better. Meanwhile, they run on a lower DA day or they just up the boost. And I'm like, how is it? How, how can it be better? It's, it's literally the, the Lund tune. Um, Gentani tunes exotics on a Mustang dyno and made up dyno numbers daily. It's blatant. And if you know what you're looking at, and they're not alone in the practice. Look. I was working for a shop, and in that shop, if we needed to make a number, you showed me where to go, and you type in whatever number you think it should make, and you could duplicate it. You want to hear something funny? Oh, this is the best story ever. 
story time with Theo Alex. <clears throat> Customer, nice guy. Before my time, had had his CTS V2 built there. Beautiful car. It had like this metallic black paint. Like it was like, it looked like someone threw sprinkles at it. Like it was just so stupid. Or glitter. Not sprinkles, glitter. CTS V2, cam, heads, whatever. And it made like 630 horsepower. So, every time it would make a... He'd love making pull after pull after pull. It got tuned. Tuner goes in there and makes pull after pull after pull. Every time it makes a pull, it makes a lower and lower number. Like, of like, uh uh-oh, this thing is eating itself. But the customer never raced it. The customer never even cared to race it. The customer was just a nice guy, retired, liked to choppity-chop, and the car was beautiful. It was a beautiful CTS V2. Cool. Looked like the Batmobile. It was a beautiful car. So one day he goes in and he goes, Hey, Alex, uh, I want to get my car on the dyno and make a pull. And I'm going, why? But, you know, you can't say why. You go, really? Why would you like that, sir? Well, it's what it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> it doesn't feel the same. And I, he's like, I'm like, oh fuck, this thing's gonna fucking chuck around the dyno, bro. Now again, this was built before my time, so I had nothing to do with this car. I didn't build it. I didn't do nothing. Meaning, I didn't outline the build. I was a service writer. So, I tell the tech, "Hey, man, pull this thing to four grand." <laughs> Pull this thing to four grand because this this don't sound good. I just, oil pressure's down. You know, like, pull this bitch to four grand. I'll, I'll make the graph work. Son of a bitch pulls it to 7,500 or 7,000. I go to the back. I'm talking to him in the front. What's up? Then I hear, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Dude. The wrist pins, there was complete rods outside of the engine. (laughs) I was like, we just murdered this guy's dream car. Because, look, it was on its way out. We were hoping he would just like, I don't know, go watch somewhere. No. Now we we own it. And I was like, I was just going to fudge the numbers. Tell him, hey, it made a, you know, sick, I don't know, fudge it somehow. Because this guy was just an old, you know what? He got a brand new motor out of that shit. He got a brand new motor, brand new blower, brand new nothing. And, and, then, and then they asked me to have him cover some of it. I was like, I got to get out of this business. You want me to ask him for money for a motor we built and it blew up on the dyno. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> stop, stop, slow 99. Can I run C16 in the 21 Mach 1 since I, in once in the blue, since without destroying cats and O2s? Nope, nope, Nuxel. C16 is leaded. C16 will eat up your cats. Believe it or not, you will make less horsepower if you're not shoving timing in. Meaning, if you have race gas in the car, there's a cap, even in a tune. And let's say the cap is. 30 degrees. If you have, 
uh, let, let's just talk stock tune. Let's just talk stock tune. Let's not let's not go after tune because we, we, we massage a lot of the timing. On a stock car, if you got really good pump gas and it's seeing the best timing it can, and you shove C16 in it, it'll actually make less power. Yes, you almost have to shove in more timing on C16 to see a power benefit. But NA, you're not going to see that much of a power benefit above and beyond 93 octane or 85. Now, the leaded um, <clears throat> nature of the fuel will kill your cats, kill your O2s, kill, do not run C16 on emissions equipment. You're going to kill the ship. I, it, trust me. Um, Zach says, love the content, and I'm planning on following your guidance to build my 22 into an, a 10-second car with the ESS G3. Well, I need Catalyst long tube headers FFE. I'm in California, so I'd like to stay as quiet as I can. I'm going to be honest with you. Because you're in California, I'd keep the I'd keep the stock cats in there. You can go 10s with a completely bone stock exhaust with a ESS. Now, how deep in the 10s do you want to go? Even Roush vehicles and Whipple vehicles that have emissions equipment, cats don't live long. The stock catalytic converter was not designed to see 10 pounds of boost with a 12 to 1 compression card. It just wasn't. So you're going to see the material start to come off and have issues. Now the GT500, I think because the diameter of the exhaust is bigger. Okay, the GT500 exhaust is physically bigger. So the catalytic converter is more robust. The compression is lower, but it's seeing about 12 pounds of boost. So... That cat'll live a while, but if you own a GT500 and you go wide open throttle multiple times, you will notice it smells like rotten egg, meaning the computer is shoving in so much fuel to cool that catalytic converter that it smells rotten. That's what we call cot, catalytic over temp protection. Cot, cot on, catalytic over temp protection on. When a lot of race cars don't have cats well they they in the calibration especially like the cobra jet file they shut off catalytic over temp protection remember the jlt video where he had the trx and he's like well we're just gonna make sure that catalytic over temp protection doesn't interrupt the test so he he measured a stock tune versus a tuned vehicle skewing the test that's why uh banks gail banks got on his ass about that shit Dixon, what's up, brother? Thank you for the 10 bucks. Appreciate you, brother. Um, we got it, we got it. We got it. I'll call out Bucephalus now if that's a thing. High flow cats turn into molten ball of metal. Correct. So, again, if you want a really good cat, and it has to be like a, 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 a big diameter pipe, in my opinion. The GESI uh, cats are the only ones that I've seen that can take some of the abuse. We've done a couple of uh, cars that we've tuned a couple of cars that have these catalytic converters in it, and they have a huge diameter. I've tuned a couple of thousand horsepower cars that have um, these catalytic converters in them, and these are good up to 800 horsepower, whatever that means. But they are capable of supporting up to 1,200 horsepower per converter. The Gen 2 Advance up to six inches OD. See what I mean? The outer diameter has to be massive. Why? It's got to flow. 
It's got to flow through it. So a lot of you guys that are in emission states, you have to configure your car to not only pass emissions, but if you want to make big power, you got to keep a big catalytic converter in there with a big diameter and hopefully um, it survived because a stock catalytic converter will not. No matter how much no matter how much fuel you dump down its throat, it's just going to get hot, especially aftermarket stuff. Um, to the CA guy, says Elver Galarga. Your best bet is to pull the cats and run the car boosted. Then when it's a biannual time, pull the kitties back in and stay off boost, says Elver Galarga, not Alejandro Flores. Where are we worried about wrist pins? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to be twin turbo running eights by the time you run a 10-second pass in the car. Look, I love you. I bought a DR1 and put headers and a ported blower in it before Turvey finished his roll cage. Brian Peraza, thank you for being an eight-month member of Beach Level. Thank you. Um, Elver says, no, you're not. Adopeco. Turviate says to Admiral, I, I guess it's like, it's like, what is the guy? What's the guy's name? It's like, it's like Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf versus Beetlejuice when it comes to Truviate and Admiral Peck. I bet you're not pushing 700 horsepower NA pump gas out of a 302 either. The 350T was going to go into a different car. Now I'm bringing the big guns out for Bucephalus. You know, sometimes you wonder if there's things you shouldn't have read. What's he going to... Oh, man. I love Turvy. I think he's a nice guy. He's the type of guy that you play basketball with and you don't call double dribble, you know? If he travels a little bit, you're like, ah, just let, let that shit slide. He, he traveled. Yeah, he took four steps. Sure, it's a three-pointer. Whatever. Like, you just don't call certain things with him. The two Beetlejuice guys talking about each other, Turvy and Admiral. Uh, Turvy, stop it, pulling the big guns. Alex, I found a Z01, one elite. It's in Clearwater. I'm not familiar with Florida. Clearwater or Chick-fil-A or Popeye's. <laughs> Clearwater is Puerto Rico. Clearwater is, if you go to Clearwater, it sounds good until you go on that causeway and then you notice that on every parking lot, there's just Puerto Ricans littering the place and listening to Daddy Yankee and um, Bad Bunny like really loudly. Clearwater is a shame. It's a shame that Puerto Ricans fuck everything up every day. That's why I don't go there. Alex, whatever, 102 cents for a non-376 millimeter single. I mean, you got one downpipe. Again, guys, I love you. Just because the EPA, the E, I can't see E. E, let me see. E, there we go. I have to like tuck everything back. My jaw's still swollen. Just because the EPA did not prioritize enforcing defeat devices in their annual whatever the hell doesn't mean they're all you can all of a sudden throw the cats out the window and it's you know 1999 again like the epa will app in 2015 they did not prioritize um emissions defeat devices and guess when vmp got hit around 2015 before they said they were going to go all out and, and and get all these people so they were hitting up diesel shops they were hitting up a whole bunch of people before they actually said they were going to do this stuff. So stop thinking that you're on the free and clear. If you want to know what you're, what you should run, ask your tuner. And if I'm tuning you, ask in the ticket system. These two need a podcast. Uh, could you imagine that podcast? Uh, look, 
Truviate. If you can go to Starbucks and get good internet, I'd love to interview you, bro. Like, if you can go to Starbucks one day and we can coordinate and I can have you on for an hour, I would absolutely love to interview you. I still got to get Joe Goodenough on the on the, on the interview. I got want to talk to him for a little bit. He's great. He's got to get good internet, good phone. Get get him in front of the camera for about an hour. I think he'd be great. Um, but Teruviate for an hour at a Starbucks, because that's where you're going to have to get internet, um, will be pretty good. Brian says, I recently put in a McLeod RST, and now it seems like the clutch doesn't want to fully disengage. Ever had to add gyms to the throw bearing, or is there a longer throw-out to fully disengage the clutch? I haven't had that issue. Did you make sure that you bled your system properly? Remember, the brake booster is responsible for the clutch master cylinder and slave same as the, the the brakes for the for the vehicle so you have to make sure that everything is bled properly especially your line like you have to pump that sucker like 800 times make a pay-per-view i'll pay for it exactly even after installing long tubes and ffe and cap protection is still on correct cap protection is on with all of our tunes all of our t- guys we're we're compliant we are not looking to get anything look after the epa put out that that newsletter saying by the way we're not really prioritizing defeat devices the current the current situation the current state of the union we're happy with what do you think went on in the minds of certain software companies and said fuck we dumped them and they never got in trouble. Like, the EPA didn't do shit. And we, like, severely hurt their business and made it look like they did something wrong. When, in fact, it wasn't, they were never, you know, they were always compliant. So, gosh, you know, I could speculate, but I don't want to. It's not my place. But imagine you're wrongfully, let's just say, they call it injury when it comes to law, right? When you cause damage to somebody, it's called an injury. Not necessarily an arm injury or leg injury, but a business injury. So, London Racing just popping along, doing, doing good. All of a sudden, stuff happens based on something else. We're good, haven't heard nothing. And all of a sudden... We're the bad guy. And all of a sudden, people are like, oh my God, what happened? And we're like, nothing. Then, fast forward two and a half years. EPA goes, yeah, we're good. We met the compliance goals and uh, everything's hunky-dory. Back to business. And and I'm like, boy, I would revisit a lot of the shit that went on back in 2020, 2019. Ooh-wee. Get a separate clutch reservoir. I hear a lot of people say that. That's not going to fix shit. Everybody made fun of me for using the stock reservoir on the GT500. No problem. I have had no issues. I got the stock line. Alex, aren't you going to get the, the braided line? Why would I get the braided line? Stock line works fine. Wait, well, wait a minute. American Muscle told me that you need a braided line. Okay, got it. The clutch and brakes share the same reservoir? Jesus, Ford. Yes, they do. So, if you're road racing... That's when you need a separate reservoir. When you slam on the brakes and you boil the fluid in your reservoir, 
now your clutch becomes useless. That's right. When you when you boil the fluid in the reservoir from slamming your brakes from using them in a road course application, you will cook your fluid and your clutch becomes useless. You can also bleed the clutch by putting two, two, 20 to 25 pounds of vacuum to the reservoir with a mighty vac. I'll help pay for Turvey's Uber to Starbucks. <laughs> I love it. Slow99 says, I have that problem with my RSC as well. Need a longer pivot pin and a new clutch cable. Might as well just go back to a badass single clutch cable. What, what year is it? I bet Turvey gets kicked out of Starbucks in the interview. Turvey interview fun. We've all seen what the ATF did with the pistol braces, changing the rules daily. An old Supreme Court ruling called the Chevron differences gives government agencies authority to make shit up. It sucks. Look, the Black GT500 has a podcast called The Full Send Podcast, and he talks about that. And Cooper Brigetti reached out to me the other day and said, hey, you want to do a follow-up uh, interview? I don't know when I'm going to get over there. I'm honest with you, man. Like, it's Bradenton. It's three hours away. It's a whole day. Because if I go over there three hours, drive three hours, talk for three hours, drive, that's nine hours. And I love Cooper, but I would do it remotely. I don't think I would go back there again. And nothing against him. I just, there has to be something in it for me. And nothing against him. He's got Garrett and his people over there. I think he's just a different a different section of the car, culture, internet stuff is where he's headed. I'm somewhere else. And unless, like, hey, if I'm paid to go, that's completely different. I don't know. That offends people. I know that offends people. Look, the reason I haven't flown people here or built a studio, because I want to be able to pay people. Like, if I can help somebody... I want to be able to say, I'll fly you up, I'll put you up, we'll hang out here for a couple of hours, interview, give them some money so you can go you know, on the town, have dinner. You know, it's going to be like a thousand plus dollars to have guests, meaning fly you in, put you up, dinner, and then you stay a night or two, and then you can bounce. But the problem, that's how, that's how I would do it, personally. There's a reason I haven't had a lot of guests on. One, it's in my apartment. I'd rather do it in a neutral location. Two, I think... I should pay for their time. You know what I'm saying? I already have a... Uh, who cares? Marquis says, I wasted money on the stainless line from American Muscle 2. 420 watching, 222 likes. Peasants, that's how it is. That's always how it is. People just don't like the show. Um, hey, he just had Cletus on last week, right? And wasn't it just like the most intense conversation you've ever heard? I like Cooper. Cooper's a good guy. I think I went on and showed what I can offer. And honestly, I want that exclusive to this channel. And, and, and nothing against his, I would only be helping his channel because out of everyone that he's had on, I'm like the only outsider, right? Like the, I, he's had Boosted Boys, Garrett, he's got the, the old man with the, 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 the shines all the pipes. And I'm like some guy that shows up and... Starts talking EPA real shit for three whole hours. We could have kept going. And I thought to myself on the way back, what did I get out of this? You know what I mean? I I didn't get anything. Not, not money. Like, none of his audience would ever come here and want to learn about Coyote and Ford specific stuff and probably don't like my personality. They'd see me with little gray hair. They'd go, oh, he's old. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, got it. So I thought to myself, would I do this again? Then I see the, the podcast sees over 150,000 views, and I thought, I helped him. Like, I severely helped him. And um, 
and Garrett, he has Garrett. He doesn't need me. But when you want like real deal conversation about what's happening with EPA and like real deal shit, I'm the guy to talk to. So then I thought to myself, I'd rather keep that here exclusive to me. I, I don't want to go out. I don't want to like the only way I would go on to other podcasts is if they're bigger than mine. You know what I mean? Or they reach a completely different audience. That audience, uh, Boosted Boys, Garrett, and Diesel guys, it's just, it's just not my corner of the internet when it comes to the car stuff. That's all. I love him. I think he's great. And I want him to become super successful. But that brand of car stuff isn't what, I, what I'm doing. Um, the networking is what you get out of it. And yeah, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, Skin Lab. I'm here to make money. And that's one thing I'm not going to lie about. I am here to make money. The moment YouTube stops paying me money, I stop doing this. The moment people say, well, I don't want to watch you anymore. You're not interesting. I bounce. I go, hey, it was a good run. Back to working. But the only reason I do this is for money. So if it costs me nine whole hours, you know what I can do in nine hours, guys? Three hours there, three hours talking, three hours back. I, sorry. Sorry if this is a new question, says Zach. But is there a street wheel and tire setup you would recommend with an ESS G3? No. Zach, it all depends on what you want to do. If you want to drive on your drag pack, that's fine. If you want to drive on a street tire, like a 20-inch or a 19-inch, get yourself an NTO, an NT555R2 or an ET Street SS if you want to be a little more uh, froggy or an R888R. I have Forge Star um, CF10s with an R888R in the back, and it's great for a 700-wheel horsepower uh, ZR1. The audience is in need of Alex's guidance. They want knowledge, but they all get his burnouts. Exactly. Alex, any reason for 10 already bouncing off the limiter or not shifting 1-2 from a dig? One, probably too much power because most high-powered 10R80s leave in second. The first gear is like 4-10. What is first gear ratio on a 10R80 car? It just, uh, hold on. Hold on. Shift schedule, uh, gear ratio, uh, uh, gear ratio, auto trans, I didn't say. So let me open up a, a Gen 3 auto calibration. Hold on. I'll tell you what the gear ratios are. Auto, Whipple, whatever. So the gear ratio, first gear on a 10R80. It doesn't say. Why? Why doesn't it say? It should have said it. Damn it. Um, let me open the RRR our file. Oh my God, 4.69. 4.696. Second gear is 298. Think about that. You have a 469 first gear. And it tries to do, and it tries to catch itself. The RPM acceleration rate is so fast that it can't catch itself. That's the reason it's not shifting the one two. So most people leave in second gear. They stall it up when it's boosted and they leave in second gear and it always performs better. People want to do this big, massive wheelie in first gear thinking it's going to like be better. No. Second gear leave, 10R80 boosted is what you should be doing. 
Donnie Tran says, I subscribe to you after the Cooper podcast. Well, I appreciate that. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. Guys, I don't know. Okay, let's do it. Let's do a um let's do a um a poll. Okay, let's do a poll. Should I do the Cooper Baghetti podcast again? I say no because I want to keep everything exclusive here. Do the podcast. Uh Bogetti podcast again. God, that that's a whole day. It's a whole day. Uh we'll see. So You'll see, see what you guys say. Should I do the, I put up a poll. Should I do the Cooper Baghetti podcast again? I say no because I want to keep all the content here and I don't think his audience is my audience. But maybe cross-pollinating is the way. I'm just, I don't know. It has to be worth it to me. And I understand some people might say, hey, I might want to subscribe to that guy. He seems normal and cool. Um, and P- Cooper has a better setup. He has tables. He has like a better, you know, situation. Marquise, thank you for the money. Johnny Tran says, uh, or you can subscribe, got it, got it, got it. Second gear in a 1080 is the same as a Calamer stage three first gear, 2.98. So it goes, okay, it goes as follows. 469, 298, 214, 176, 152, 127, and seventh gear is one to one. Then eighth is 8568, and then 6.3. It's not worth it. It's not worth to launch it first gear, boost it. Plain and simple. Have Baghetti come to you and get on your show. Then he's helping you. I wouldn't do that either. Because what, then I'd be the main interviewer. What am I going to interview him about? Hey, why'd you leave Cletus? <laughs> like, like, I don't want to do that. Um, I hate to sound like I'm a prima donna like that, but what am I going to talk to him about? Like, seriously, what am I going to talk to him about? He, he, he had success when he was with Cletus. They went to streetcar takeovers. Did a bunch of burnouts and dumb shit and became popular. Uh, that's just different than what this show is, uh, is all about. Okay, Jack Mehoff. That's a great question. Once I heard from um, Gail Banks, is, uh, I don't know, person, I didn't hear anything back. First, I did not like that the interview was going to be edited by them. Um, because they, they, they have a tight control of the situation. I want to ask him real shit. I want to ask him, how is it that you stay off of the government's radar? And what kind of mods do you do on the army vehicles that you don't, you don't do on street vehicles? And why is that okay? Because of war? Yeah, I, look, look I, once they put me off saying, we're going to edit the video. And once we edit the video, you can air it. I go, nah, nah. But I haven't heard back. So doesn't matter. What if you stream live on your channel while recording his podcast? Members until his show goes live. Uh, what if you rec- stream your live your channel while recording his podcast? Members only until his shows go live. Nah, I, when I'm at Cooper's place, he has control. I would never dictate to him anything. It's his house. I'm not going to sit there and go, hey, I want, no, no that, that's a super douche move. The only video on Cooper's channel worth watching was your interview. And the recent one, they talk about conspiracy theories. Someone says, what's the point? It's not like your audience there is adding anything to the business. The audience difference is clear. It's very clear. That's the only reason I wouldn't do it. And again, not, not digging at his people. We're just different audiences. That's all. Forgot to mention OPG and CS on my lunch tune order. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you got all pump gears and cranks rocket? Well, that changes everything. No, no, no. That, that dope. You're fine. What if the next podcast goes viral and you get 50,000 subscribers? That's fine. 
look, what podcast would I go on that I think would help my podcast? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not popular enough for anyone to give a shit about. To be honest with you, Alex, I'm going to go to you and Lund Racing Engage to PB. Wait, 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 Alex, I'm going to send you a Lund Racing Engage to PBH to give away. I love my dead rat. Hey, nitrous and bias plies. If you want to give away an Engage, which I have three of, but I'm not giving any of them away. Um, that'd be great. Look, you don't know, guys. There might be something on the horizon that replaces this, but for now, this is still. King Daddy, King Daddy of the tuners. Someone says Banks never reached out. Okay, you don't think so? Okay, here we go. Stupid motherfucker, how dare you? Uh, let's go to Gmail. Let me see, Gail Banks. Uh, see, Gail Banks. Gail, I think it's on YDBT or he said he's basically saying that they never reached out. Okay, fine. Why would I lie about that? Uh, I think it's YDBT. Let me go check. I gotta, I gotta go find the email because I want to make sure I can find it. He had reached out to me on Facebook. It might have been Facebook. Um, Gail Banks, Gail Banks. It might have been Facebook. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Um, here it is. Uh, here we go. Because. It sounds like to me, and I'm going to give an opportunity before I before I bury him. The Booty Warrior. Are you saying Banks never reached out? Are you, are you, is that what you're saying? Because I have an email here that I'll show you that says someone from their department or somebody, not him. Gail Banks is not going to reach out. His representative, a guy by the name of Jay Tiles. He said... <clears throat> Um, Alejandro, not only do we appreciate you sharing and dissecting our video, we're wondering if you'd be interested in doing a live stream with Gail in the near future. He's not, he's not just a diesel guy. He's an engine guy. I think you'd hit it off. Let me know if you're interested. I said, absolutely. Tell me when. And he's like, well, I'm glad you're into it. The best way to handle it is to record a Zoom call so I can edit it. That's when I went, uh-oh. You can choose when and how and where you want to post it. The video will be yours to do whatever you want. It'll be easiest to do it on a Wednesday or a Friday around 1 p.m. Pacific time, which is 3 p.m. for you. I said, absolutely. Uh, And then I haven't heard back from him since February 28th. So that, to say the least, is dead as fuck. Um... But I dig OPGs, I need that sauce, exactly. Would you feel comfortable pushing a studded Gen 3 with Kometic 500 gaskets to 1,000 horsepower? Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, oil pump gears, crank sprocket, studded. Yeah, absolutely. Not for a long time, but, you know, 8-second run here and there, sure. You guys can talk about your VET and Ford GM and the future of the EC, of them, etc. exactly. What channel in the automotive scene would gain anyone 50,000? Exactly, nobody. Like, maybe Cletus's, right? Like, let's say... I go to Cletus's channel and I I show up wearing a Mountain Dew shirt, acting like a total douchebag, saying "Buenas noches, Buenas noches," and, you know, like what? And I start doing cartwheels and doing dumb shit, like literally burn fifteen hundred calories in about ten seconds. Fifty thousand of their guys will go. I'll see what this dickhead's all about, and forget to unsubscribe. Um, the stream you did on Gail Banks debunking that intake is top. 10 for sure. I got to go back and look at it. I got to go back and clip it. I'm going to do that. 
because that's what I'm doing now. In the meantime, between between live streams, if I don't have a video to you know ready in the pot like I did with the GT500, I take clips from old shows, like two, three, four, five minute clips, put them up there just so that you guys, because a lot of you guys say, where's the part that you talked about this? And I go, shit. So I find it, put, put it as a clip and put it out there during the week. Uh, thank you. That combo um, is the goal is to run eight when I do the swap over the winter. You got it, brother. Alex, the immigrant character. Yeah, what character can I go to Cletus on? And he absolutely goes, oh, brother, this is blowing my mind. I needed a brand new. It's like it's like a sitcom that goes stale. And then they infuse a new character. Like, remember when um, this is old, the Flintstones. The Flintstones introduced the, the 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 Martian, right? Remember the Flintstones Martian? Flintstones Martian. Yeah. <laughs> I am so old. But for a while there, it was just, you know, Fred, a bunch of other stupid assholes. And then the show got stale. And they're like, let's shove a Martian in there. And let's see if this stupid Martian can, like, jazz it up. Miss the Great Gazoo. That's right. The Great Gazoo. So they're going to be like, well, brother, we're just over here building more LSs and more <laughs> and more chopped-up Corvettes. You know, hopefully he doesn't get stale, brother. Whoa, who's that guy? And then I jump in. Buenos noches. Whoa, how you guys doing? I'm Alejandro Flores, the immigrant coyote guy. I'm going to introduce... Mayhem and <laughs> whoa, Mister Mister Immigrant, this is crazy. <laughs> what are you gonna do? We're here, happy building our stupid go karts and shoving bananas in turbos. Whoa, it, it, it's <laughs> Captain Caveman, right? Like I'm gonna be whoa, the new guy because every time something gets stale, they introduce a new character, and that new character has to jazz it up and wake everyone up. I'm trying to think of other examples where that happened. Um, I'm going to think of... Uh, uh, <laughs> could you imagine? Cletus gets so stale that no one cares anymore. And then you have to introduce like like semi-racist people. <laughs> Redneck Johnny. How are you, Redneck Johnny? How you doing, brother? I just came in for my 5.3 liter turbocharged LS uh, waste management. We're going to call her truck white trash. <laughs> what do you want to call the car? I don't know. What do you want to call it? Concentration camp. Whoa, that's controversial. That's okay because it's not. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to introduce a new project here. Coming at you, a little Cletus channel. What is this one called? Uh, this one's called concentration camp. Oh, my Lord. Don't tell me it's diesel. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not diesel. But. We want to be controversial, and we want to make sure that people get attention. So we're calling this new LS-swapped C10 Concentration Camp. Like, they need to jazz it up a little bit, and it can, it can, get, it can get weird. <laughs> can you imagine if they did that? <laughs> oh, shit. Yes, jumping the shark. That's right. When Fonzie jumped the shark, the show was over. So when did you guys stop... With the, the Migration Express, La Migra. Oh my God! Let's paint this like the <laughs> Border Crisis. <laughs> what do you want to call this car? Let's call it Border Crisis. Whoa! This is nuts. 
What do you want to put in it? How about something totally special and something we've never done before? What's that? Oh, 5.3 LS. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Please stop this giving token. <laughs> oh, it's not diesel. But oh, my God. Stop it. Oh, no. No. Stop. Section. <laughs> See, this is the stuff that I can't give to anybody else. I'm here riffing on, on what crazy characters they can come up with to jazz up their show. You know, Border Crisis or whatever. And, um, you know, I can't do this on another channel because they don't understand the dark, cynical humor that happens on the show. And a lot of the references, like the Great Gazoo, is for old guys. But Alex, guys can bond over breaking GT500 timing chains. Hey, yo, cost with Supra seems so cringe. Cost with Supra seems so cringe. <laughs> Concentration Camp is such a badass grudge car name. Boy, could you imagine? Here we go, we go. We got a dog. We, we got a gorgeous over here. We, who we got? Who we got over here? We got oh, we got Kong. Yeah, we got Kong over here. Who are we racing? Uh, concentration camp. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I can't elaborate because then it gets like to the point of like not being ironic. It's more like you know, cancel shit. Um. <laughs> did you get your Coke Zero today? No, no Coke Zero. Actually, yes, I did get a Coke Zero at lunchtime. The first time I was able to have caffeine um, after my wisdom tooth being removed, wisdom teeth being removed, was last Thursday. So this is less than a week after my wisdom teeth being removed and a front tooth being jacked um, that I'm able to, you know, talk and, and, and have caffeine and shit. So I feel a little um, animated. The new character speaks jive. Pull up in an F-150 with a Border Patrol sticker. See, now I'm just imagining a white and green Tahoe with a turbo and only rears. C guys, we have to start naming stuff Border Crisis, Concentration Camp, like really fucked up shit. Because you got to jazz it up, you know? Stuff becomes stale, so you got to... <laughs> it's just so stupid. The big Chevy guy becomes a Ford guy. Is he considered a trans? Hey, now, we're not old guys yet. At this point, I just call it hard r so there is i saw a license plate someone calling it the hard r like their license plate said hard r and i went oh, okay come on stop oh my god ignacio jesus see i can't even say that but i'm glad that i'm glad that your government name is on that shit both burn our car and call it maui oh <laughs> Oh, my God. Chris Romero, if I had something to give away, cynical, dark humor. He said, build a burnout car and call it Maui. Not cool. Not cool at all. Yeah, wisdom teeth removal is no joke. Dude, I'm in pain. Trust me. I am in pain. But I'm trying to get through it. Did the dentist tell you to suck for a few days? No. <laughs> he said, actually, not to suck. Imagine the con the commentator saying, "Oh, he took him back to the concentration camp. Concentration camp hit the wall. Oof, that brutality at its finest. The guy with the Whipple 350R. Oh, what's happening? Dan, who gets the cookies? Right? The dark humor in here is priceless. It look. This is why I want to do this here. 
This is why this channel is different than all the other car channels. Nobody's gonna riff like that. You guys come up with half of the jokes, maybe three quarters of the jokes. I just like expand on them. And this is why I don't think me going to another podcast is gonna benefit them or benefit me. We are like really fucked up dudes here. We're, we're, we're cynical, we're weird, and we're dark. And I like that about this channel because there is no other channel that has the kind of humor that we have uh, here on this plate. Ten, change his name to Ignacio from Ignacio. Dindai. Yeah, the Maui joke wins. Can we spray the balls off a 10R80, a Gen 3 or not? Nope. Nope. Boost, boost, boost. Forget nitrous on all coyotes. Nitrous benefits big cubic inch cars. Boost benefits small cubic inch high revving vehicles like Hondas, Coyotes, you name it, and small block Fords. <clears throat> all right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. Today was a crazy show. At the end of the day, we started talking about what certain channels need to do to jazz shit up. And one of the funniest, darkest jokes from Chris Romero came through. We talked about naming cars Border Crisis or Concentration Camp or Maui. So, yeah, it's, um, imagine someone naming a burnout car Maui. Chris Romero, that's a very good joke. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. So, again, today we talked about fuel systems. Please, 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 please. If you're going to build a 1,000-horsepower Mustang, 285 pumps, don't think about anything else. Four innovation fuel system, nothing else. Do not go the budget route and then wonder why you have to now buy the fuel system twice or buy the fuel pump twice to get by then we talked about uaw stuff then we talked about podcast stuff and we just kind of riffed for a little bit which is what we do best on this channel i'm out of here i will see you guys during the week i'll try to upload some clips probably this whole section will go up tomorrow sometime and then i'll be back on thursday for ydbt daily and talk a little shit then all right guys i'm out of here have a good rest of your night i will see you on thursday live be on the lookout for clips tomorrow and maybe Friday, so I can uh, get a bunch of stuff up there until I get more miles on the GT500. And if the weather cools down finally, I'll be able to do watt hits on the new cold air intake on the ZR1. Have a good one, guys. Have a good rest of your night. I'll see you guys later.